Tonight, yet another staggering heat wave striking fantasy football. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Heat Wave. 32 teams in 32 days, and we are breaking down every single fantasy-relevant player for each team in the upcoming season. We've reached our last division, baby. Oh, time flies. From the start to the finish, 32 teams in 32 days. We're at day 28. I'm your host, the fantasy plug, Tim Petropolis, editor-in-chief of BrotoFantasy.com and the Fantasy Football by Broto app. I am joined by my brother, the king of this fantasy thing, and the lead fantasy analyst for Broto, Mr. Michael Petropolis. Hello, Mike. Hello there, Tim. And, of course, the Dynasty Don himself, the fantasy encyclopedia, the guy who can go for days on guys you've never even heard of, and lead writer <laughs> over at Brodo, Ooh, Mr. Matt she said. War. <laughs> Mr. Matt Ward. Uh, uh, sorry, I, I was, I'm usually a little more professional in the intro. I couldn't handle that. That was, that was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I can't talk about for guys that you've never heard of that sometimes won't even make an NFL team. Shout the out fantasy, to the <laughs> The fantasy encyclopedia, man. Uh, and finally... The genius of fantasy, Broto lead data analyst and the developer of the fantasy football by Broto app, Mr. Santiago Casanova. Yo, yo, what up? Uh, by the way, a Steelers fan. <laughs> oh, are, yeah. And we are starting the NFC North with the Steelers. Um, Go ahead. Yeah, I, I do think I am uh, the on the low bias side when it comes to fantasy. And my yeah, my my that's favorite. That's what he team. says now. Yeah, that's what yeah. If you listen to the like, Saints episode, that I, is I not me. I practice what I preach. I practice what I preach, dog. Like, uh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm I'm actually I'm, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I try I, to I try to hold a steady line with my fandom, not like these Jets boys here. Hey, 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 hey. What you I, talking I, about, Willis? <laughs> uh, with that, be values this year, man. He can't deny the Jets it. are the. I mean, uh, we so the uh, same we, thing about New Orleans. We'll see. Uh, speaking of the app, download the Fantasy Football by Broto app today to get every single tool you need to become your own expert and dominate fantasy football. What you get in the app: fantasy player cards, fantasy player grades, a Broto exclusive, usage charts, a start sit tool during the season, and a who to draft tool at this time of year. Player comps, consistency charts, game logs, coaching tendencies, articles, podcasts, rankings, waivers, and every single advanced stat that you could need, including exclusive stats like true throw value, true target value, true performance value, adjusted air yards, which I've been saying adjusted air yards this whole time. We renamed it to true air yards, and none of you guys have corrected me. True air yards, which we're going to talk about today, and of course, true matchup rankings. The app is free because of our patrons over at patreon.com slash Broto Fantasy. Thank you to our patrons. You Keep the lights running, and you are the greatest human beings alive. Um, and the best ball guide. <laughs> Hold on, we're not here yet. Yeah, okay. We're, we're not. We're not at the end yet. I haven't even said what they get. Ah, uh, you're gonna uh, forget again. For as little as three dollars a month, an extra waiver wire show every week. A proven DFS cash game optimizers, access to cheat seats, <laughs> private team consultations. The best ball guide by the number one best ball expert the in Dundies. the world last year. Michael, a free perk for the patrons and available for purchase for anyone at BrotoFantasy.com. And the most unique league in the world, the Unlimited League that is all flexy. Um, there's You don't even know how many people are going to be in league. It is unlimited and it is about to go down and we are going to be talking about it on our podcast, Unlimited. 
Just like just like Russell Women. So if you want to be in a league where you literally have your own private sports center for that league every week, come join. We're gonna be doing that. It's gonna be amazing. Well, it's um, gonna be awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Let's jump into the show. Mike Tomlin res- re- returns for season number 15 with the Pittsburgh Crazy. Steelers. Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator, Ooh. returns for year two. Very interesting to see how the system evolves. Um, after Big Ben, Matt Canada could also be the nickname of Matt Ward. Last year, they were 21st in points per game. They passed 62% of the time, which was the third highest pass volume in the NFL. Um, their PFF online ranking coming into the year, an ugly 30th. Additions, the big one, QB Mitch Trubisky. I don't know how we decided that I was you're gonna let me talk about Mitch Trubisky and Sam Donald in back-to-back episodes, but here we are. Um, center Mason Cole, rookies that they brought in. Kenny Pickett in the first, George Pickens in the second, and wide receiver Calvin Austin in the fourth. And the subtractions, of course, Juju Smith-Schuster and James Washington. So let's get into the quarterbacks. Uh, Kenny Pickett did look good in his first preseason game as of this taping. That is all we have on the information on Kenny Pickett. Uh, but it seems as though Mitch Trubisky still has the edge when it comes to fantasy um when it comes to the fantasy, fantasy st- starting, fantasy reality, all of it, he's starting, it looks like. Now, I will say this. Mitch Trubisky, when I got on board the Mitch train, had an extremely effective year um, in 2018 where he was sixth in carries. He he rushed the ball like crazy, and it gave him um, enough to be a quarterback one on the season. And he won me a lot of a lot of weeks that, that year. That was when I kind of fell in love with, with Mitch. Um what happened, though, is that he stopped running. He became more of a pocket passer, and that was not the best move for Which him. He's not very good. He at. is not right. So he's not a pocket passer, but he's he's almost more accurate on the run than he is in the pocket. But with that being said, one thing that Mike Tomlin stressed about the quarterback position is that they wanted to get more mobility in the quarterback position, which Mitch Trubisky brings. So with that being said, let's get into the quarterback. Mike, talk about Trubisky, talk about Pickett. How do you think this plays out for them this season? Look, Mitchell Trubisky, it's like, I don't know why this happens. It's like people, people have very short memories. Like well, they, he backed up Josh Allen last season and it was like just progressively people thinking like, oh, Mitch Trubisky's pretty good again. Because he was backing up Josh Allen as if that means absolutely anything. It's not like he played well last season. It was just that he backed up Josh MVP. Allen. MV- MVP, right? Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, the Nickelodeon shit. Yeah. I mean, you can't deny his awards. That's true. He has well. more you know than what? anybody. You don't just scratch all that. We could edit that out. He's the best. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> how many how many times has your quarterback been slimed? That's One true. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, define well, never mind. <laughs> look, Mitchell Trubisky just out of nowhere, like people thought he, he you know he could be a starting quarterback again because he sat for a year. It's just silly. His career high in passing yards is less than thirty three hundred. He had a twenty four touchdown season in twenty eighteen, the season where he was actually decent. Other than that, he's never thrown for more than 17 touchdowns. Like Tim said, he's not really a pocket passer guy. Ben Roethlisberger last season was 28th in true throw value. I don't expect anything better out of the Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett uh, combo. It seems like Mitch Trubisky is going to start this season, yep. but Kenny Pickett did have a very good preseason game, so maybe he forces his way similar to how uh, Russell Wilson forced his hand when they signed Matt Flynn to that big contract. 
you never know. Um, but either way, I'm not really interested in these guys from a fantasy standpoint. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's hard to go into the fantasy season with, you know, Matt, Mitch Trubisky uh, at, at the helm, uh, even if you're in a super flex, like uh, it's hard to it's hard to justify him being in the top 24 year quarterbacks. But there is a world where Mitch Trubisky has some success. And if he's going to have that success, it's going to be his wide receivers is going to bring him that success. So let's talk about the wide receivers. Um, it's a. It's a, a group that is kind of having a wrench thrown in it because as of right now, George Pickens seems to be everyone's favorite Hall of Fame candidate. Um, so, <laughs> um, I mean, he's been great at practice. He made some great plays in the preseason. He's been good. Um, that on top of the fact that Deontay Johnson just got a, a contract and all of a sudden Chase Claypool, Chase Claypool truthers are a are really uh, looking behind their backs on what is going on in Pittsburgh. So how do we feel about these three guys? You assume, Michael said that there's no way that the true throw value is going to be higher. I assume that Mitch Trubisky is going to have a higher true throw value than 28th. This is my assumption. Yeah, of course. Um, why? Why is that the assumption? Because he's well, better than the ghost of Big Ben. Glad That's you asked. Why. Let's go, Cass. Glad you asked, Mike. Cass has been chomping at the bits. Yeah. Like, like, I haven't seen Cass make that many facial expressions. Oh, in, yeah. Like, I wouldn't he, have you with yeah, the Yeah, he favorite. was going. So, Cass, I, so, the floor no, is no, no, yours. No, real quick, real quick. No, Cass goes, I'm go. not biased. I'm not biased, but now he's about to get hyped about Mitch Trubisky. Oh, get out of here. Uh, but I'm going to back it up, dog. Oh, let's get it. Oh, he's, I'm going to take a sip to... of my tea. I'm going to take a sip of my tea, and then <laughs> I'm going to lay that. I'm, I'm going to disgust some, some viewers. Live every day like it's pretzel day, baby. Bro, Michael, you are getting kermited currently. Yeah, just keep this on. Live action kermiting. Last time we saw Trubisky, like full-ish season, with the Bears, with fucking uh, Nick Foles being his competition in Matt Nagy's system, he had a true throw value of 0.538. Last year, Ben had a 0.419. Bro, that's more than 0.1 difference. Just for reference, that year, Trubisky only had one game under Big Ben's average last season. Last season, Big Ben was a hall of himself. He was he was a ghost. He, he, he should have retired three years ago. Trubisky Fact. may not be a good quarterback, but he cannot be worse than that. Like, he can throw the ball further than seven, down, uh, seven yards <laughs> downfield. And he's at least... Like, if they're going to use him in a mobile role, which I, I think uh, the Steelers are smart enough to do what uh, Matt Nagy didn't. And, like, we've seen... He can be better than Ben Roethlisberger was this year, uh, last year. Th- this is suddenly not looking so bad for the Steelers. I don't think I'm not excited about Mitch Trubisky for fantasy. I will say, not even excited about the wide receivers per se. Like, uh, I think they're being drafted fairly. However, riddle me this: if Claypool had uh, an 18.3 percent target share, which we we've established in previous episodes, that is respectable, and he finished. Um, with uh, 45, 45 in, in points per game last season. And as I've just laid down, got a QB upgrade. Why is he being drafted as wide receiver 47 right now? I know I Pickens is there. But Pickens, yeah. Why is that? You know? <laughs> I love uh, the hand motions. You're right, right, right. But I, mean, I, I think I think he's almost starting to be a value right now. You know, like uh, top three, like a wide receiver three finish is a big possibility. I think like top thirty six wide receivers and being drafted wide receiver forty seven right now smells like value, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean it's hard to it's hard to say 
that it's not a little bit of a take. value if it's if it works out. It's just hard to I don't know, man. It's hard. What about what about Deontay? What about uh George Pickens? How you Deontay, I think he's he's uh smelling wide receiver 15, 16, 14. And that's where he's being drafted. So I, that's why I'm not mad at it. I'm not targeting him like actively, but that's where he's being drafted, and, and I'm very okay with that. I'm, I'll draft him. You yeah. mentioned you were a little you were up on the fact that Mitch Trubisky's not going to be the type of guy who's going to dump off, like take three step drops and dump it off. That's basically Deontay Johnson's game. Are you concerned that I mean, he the, is less involved? It's not going to be completely removed, right? Like that's still a big part of the offense and it's going to be the safe stuff. And Juju's gone, right? So that's it's it's a whole different dynamic i think in the wide receiver room and i don't think he was being hyper targeted well no he was being hyper targeted because of uh, ben's new alarm but i think those targets are gonna be more effective now so even though like if you lose some they're gonna be better that's how i draw the the, the balance there and, and finally, i think oh good oh so yeah like pickens i think he's gonna be a very good player but he's like he's still a rookie we've been accustomed by freak rookies Break going into the NFL like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and just being absolutely elite from the start. That's not the norm. Like, we can expect Pickens to start lo- slower and, you know, uh, the Claypool and Deontay Johnson running the show for a little bit. And that's that's what I'm banking on for a, a higher finish. To give a word of caution to Pickens, too, like, you guys remember Terrace Marshall from the <laughs> Panthers? He had this exact same level of hype. He dominated preseason. He dominated training camp. He was beating everybody. And then he peaked up to being drafted as like the wide receiver, you know, 45 um, right around. Even earlier, I remember like Labor Day weekend. Even earlier, right? And finishes the wide receiver 78 in points per game. So, or, you know, so that's that's like (laughs) rookie's face plant. Rookies face plant. So JJ like or expectations. Or a lot of a lot of yeah, a lot of rookies have this level of hype at George Pickens. And George Pickens is a it was a is a great prospect. There's no denying that. You know, he had the <clears throat> highest market share of his freshman receiving yards on his team in Georgia at 17 years old. So like the, the kid can ball. Um, but he's also a rookie. So yeah, taper expectations. I will say this though, just because now we've had two disparaging uh, George Pickens takes. I'm going to say one thing for the positive George Pickens take. The difference between those receivers and George Pickens is that George Pickens is on the Steelers. And I think that there's something to be said about the Steelers' ability to develop these guys. I actually like that narrative, Tim. You know, the Steelers beat um, has said that out of all the guys that have been in this camp, and you're talking about guys like Antonio Brown, Plexico Burris, Heinz Ward, Santonio Holmes, the, I mean, the Juju Smith-Schuster, the list goes on and on. Yes. Like, I'm not even saying half these dudes. Um, the beat right, the beat report is that he's had the most success right off the bat, right away, uh, in, in terms of being dominating every practice. So, I mean, if it wasn't for a torn ACL, George Pickens would have probably been a first-round pick. And when you think about how he dominated college, there is something to be said about, hey, if there are outlier situations on these rookie wide receivers, George Pickens might be that guy. Now, one of the things that will help you pick these great wide receivers uh, at, that gives you an, an, an incredible edge is true air yards. So, Cass, 
why don't you take us through the fantasy football by Brodo tip of the day? You can download the app right now and take us through these true air yards or AKA adjusted air yards that shows the true value of air yards. Of course. So like we know air yards are some analysts favorite stat. And now we also know they're not very good on their own. So what we did is to try to avoid, Oh, like hail Mary's and a 70 air yard pass gets credited to a, a speedy wide receiver, but but he was he had no chance of catching that. So what we do is take the chance of completion of the pass and multiply that by the air yards. So now we get the true air yards. And as you can see, it's quite good for predicting success. Like the top players in true air yards are Justin Jefferson, DJ Moore, Cooper Cup, Stefan Diggs, Mark Andrews, Devontae Adams, the list goes on. The leaderboard then, ch- test, it checks out. Oh yeah, of course, easy. And like you can see some candidates for maybe a better performances next year, right? Right. So these are actually uh, candidates for for positive regression, as it's sometimes called, because they had the, the true air yards. They just didn't get them to get like they didn't realize them. And that's where the next session comes in. Unrealized and realized true air yards. Right. So uh, guys like Mooney had 388 unrealized air yards. Almost the same as Justin Jefferson, but when you look at the total, like they had uh, almost uh, over 200 dif- difference. So this is a way you can check like the conversion rates and stuff and see who's poised for uh, a bigger breakout in the future. Oh man, what an excellent tool! What an excellent, excellent oh, yeah. tool. That's just like a like obvious. It's like so. It, it seems so obvious because Cast makes it seems so obvious uh but it's not it's complicated um with that being said uh let's get into something that's not complicated Najee Harris is going to get a lot of touches uh and the 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 complicated question is how efficient will he be with those touches Michael you tweeted something that was really interesting the other day um in my opinion you said are we sure that Najee Harris isn't like Trent Richardson again now you're talking about these guys kind of have the same running style they kind of have the same athletic profile in college they went to the same college um with that being said, Trent Richardson had a very voluminous but unsuccessful in terms of um in terms of volume rookie season. Najee Harris did the same, but not at the level that Trent Richardson had. Najee Harris had a significantly better rookie Bro, season. But he didn't though. He just had ridiculous volume. Trent Richardson had a very average rookie season. He was fed the ball a ton because he was a rookie and a top five draft pick and all that. He didn't see as many touches as Najee Harris, though. Najee Harris had 307 rush attempts and 94 targets. That's absolutely absurd volume. 400 plus opportunities for a rookie. So not surprising that he ended as the RB4, but he also ended as the RB8 in points per game. The issue I have with Harris... He had a yards per carry under four. And I know people don't like to talk about yards per carry anymore, but if you have a yards per carry under four, generally you're not that good. Like I know it's like a, a, a dinosaur type stat to some advanced stat people these days. Still under four yards per carry is just not good. Period. 51st in points per opportunity, excluding touchdowns had a negative negative 100 rushing yards over expected on the season. He was also 60th in yards per reception. This guy saw 94 targets. 94, and he totaled 467 receiving yards. That's like one of the most disgusting things I've ever heard in my life. Can we just think about the fact that he Facts. had 467 yards on 94 I'll, targets? I'll, I'll, do, 
I'll do you one better to speak of his rushing. Najee Harris is the only running back in the last decade that has finished with over 350 touches and a negative rushing yards over expected. Damn, son. That's ridiculous. Like that's one of the, when I was looking it up to like go as I was like, Cass, how far back does your database go? (laughs) And he was like to 2012. And I was like, well, then at least a decade. Like it's one of the craziest stats I've ever seen. Yeah. And now Harris is being treated as this no brainer, super safe first round pick. What's safe about a mediocre football player in the first round? He's being drafted as the RB five right now when he was the RB eight in points per game, seeing 400 touches. Are we sure he's going to get 400 plus opportunities again? I'd bet heavily against it. Like, Not I'm, if you I'm, believe that all of the other options on the Steelers are actually good. Which they are. I, exactly. I'm completely <laughs> fading Najee Harris. I have zero interest in Najee Harris as my first round pick. Anyone who thinks he's like a safe pick just because he's guaranteed volume. If you want players who are guaranteed volume, draft Dalvin Cook. Like draft Joe Mixon. Like, these players weren't, and I'm not even a Joe Mixon guy. These players weren't complete trash last season. Najee Man, Joe was, Mixon was, trash. Was, was was just barely above the trash that Najee Harris was. No, he wasn't. Joe Mixon yes, was he deep. was, bro. He was inefficient again. He was more efficient than seasons past. He's also on the best offense in the league, arguably. But whatever. I'm talking about Najee Harris here. There's a 0% chance I draft Najee Harris as my first pick this season. So I'm going to be rostering Najee Harris 0% of the time. I tend to agree, to be honest. I just count me out again, like Michael said, on mediocre dudes. Yeah. Yeah, it's not even like you're trying to hate on it because his he he did what he was supposed to. Actually, he didn't even really do what he was supposed to with that volume, yeah. but he handled the volume. Let's put it that way. He handled the volume that was given to him. So, like, there is a I guess that defines a workhorse role, which is what people want. But, man, like, there's... I just don't see it. I, how, I don't... Do you, how do you sit there at your computer, like put money into fantasy football and draft Najee Harris over Dalvin Cook? I think here's why. It's because you are banking on the fact that there could be a second year jump. You're banking on the fact that he's going to get better. And they, look, Najee Harris in his college career had a very successful college career. Um, he was drafted in the first round. He has first round capital. It's not. It's not out of the question that he improves in year two. What are yeah, Cassie, even his comps improves, up? What are his comps looking like after you put in his rookie stats? They must be very good. Glad you asked. I do have them pulled up right here. Uh, he got Matt Forte number one. You might have heard of him, uh, Saquon Barkley, but then you get DJ Yeldon, mm. then uh, Leonard Fournette. And then Jordan Howard. So, you know, you got that risk baked into it, but uh, yeah. usually very positive. I would say that the, I would say that right now you have you have a four out of five chance, four to five chance that he becomes a top 12 running back. With that being said, he's being drafted to the ceiling and I have no interest in drafting him in the first round. If he was going in the second round, then we could talk. But uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think that he's dra- being drafted at his ceiling. Uh, anything else about these running backs before we get into tight ends? Nope. All right, Pat Fryermuth, uh, the the Muth. Uh, he is definitely Muth. someone that I am trying to target late in drafts. I've been able to get him late, late. Um, I just, although volume is a concern, I think when you're looking at the quarterback situation, Mitch Trubisky um, and Kenny Pickett, these are guys who are going to be looking for outlets 
um, for dump offs. And if that's not Najee Harris, if he's less, you know, if he's less efficient again, then that opens up some space for Firemuth. But the problem is with Firemuth, like you're probably going to be disappointed if he doesn't catch a touchdown. Uh, he's going to be involved in the offense, but he's not going to be the main guy. He's the fourth or fifth option at best in the passing option in the passing offense. So he's, you know, he has upside, but it's capped in my opinion. With that being said, I like him where he's going at ADP. How are you feeling about Mr. Fire move, Mike? Uh, well, I'm not the tight end guy this episode, Tim. Oh, you're not. I'm sorry. Who's who's the well, tight end? I mean, guy? I can talk. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it from here, Mike. Thanks, though. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> um, I've I, I really liked Pat Fryermuth throughout his entire collegiate career. I, you know, I scout a lot of college prospects um, for fantasy purposes, dynasty specifically. Um, and I've always really liked Pat, and I kind of liked the fact that you could get him a lot cheaper than it was supposed to be assumed once Pitts had that ridiculous senior breakout as while playing wide receiver. Um, but it's going to be really tough for Fryermuth to see volume i think um he had 79 targets last season 60 receptions 497 yards seven touchdowns which is actually a really really good rookie um tight end season like exceptionally 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 good and which you know gives you even more confidence when you had that high grade on him coming in um you know which everybody did um but it's just yeah like you said that's the Probably the fourth pass catch- catching option at best. I would say it would go Deontay, Chase Claypool, uh, Najee, Pickens mixed in. But right now, Fryermouth over Pickens, in my opinion. Um, but man, like he was first in red zone targets last season. Um, he's just a, he's what you want from a tight end. Like he's going to score touchdowns and he's going to see probably 75 targets. So at tight end 12, off um, like 142 overall, like I'm not, super mad at that but i think that's probably what you're gonna get i I don't think he's gonna surpass those guys like goddard and gasecki that have a bit of higher ceilings than he does when when they see and can get 10 target games so you're gonna get a low end tight end one finish overall but probably a little bit below that in points per game yeah i mean we rarely see rookie tight ends make an impact i think people are downgrading the fact that pat firemuth had a great rookie season I actually like I like Pat. I would need to preface that. Like I, I like Pat Fryermuth, and I think he's a, going to be a phenomenal football player. Um, but it's also just his second season and a continuation of rookie success like that, unless it's like Kyle Pitts level, like Evan Ingram level. And I guess, you know, Evan Ingram didn't even really continue it. Right. So he didn't have quite that um, first year tight end breakout he just had a very very good one a rare one but not like an elite like once in a generation kind of rookie tight end breakout so you could probably expect roughly the same thing and that was tight end 15 in points per game all right y'all let's get into the bold predictions i'm here mitch trubisky top 24 quarterback establishes himself and starts the entire season Um, all right all right i agree with that i don't think pickett's gonna start a single game Oh, huh. there. Well, I guess I dropped my bold prediction early. There you go, Matt. Go <laughs> no. <ahead. laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I don't think Pickett's going to start a single game. Wow. Interesting. Cass, you're up. Uh, I'm going to keep it tame. You know, not to sound too much like a homer, but I'm I'm thinking uh, Claypool is comfortably a wide receiver three or, or better. Oh, that's pretty hot considering where he's going. Michael, where you at? Uh, I would say Najee Harris um, is outside the RB1. 
Michael always giving me shit about being. Yeah, being yeah, bro. That's not, that's like not the outside, hottest. Like, I, I get it. Basically outside outside the top 15. He's going as okay. RB. Yeah, yeah. I'll take that. Right now, I'll guys. take that. I'll take that. He's being drafted that's in the pretty, first that's round. That's spicy. Yeah, yeah. That is that was spicy. The first one was I'll spicy enough. I'll write that one down. Look at me, I'm Michael. I make my hot takes. I'm Tim. I love Sam Darnold and Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> damn. Cook what, you. Why is that damn? Why do you cook me? I'm, I stand by Bars. my men. <laughs> uh, Spitting right now. Michael, where uh, where can they find you? I mean, at Brodo FF Mike, it's right there. Cast? Right there. Brodo FF Casanova, son. Uh, and Matt, hold on. I'm, I'm gonna get these. I'm gonna get this banner off. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna get it off. You already I'm gonna know. get it off. Okay. What do no. you even? All right, That's like word FF. There you go. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. At Broto FF Tim. <laughs> Cass. Fire. Cass, where can they find you? He already said it, bro. Come on. Now. FF Casanova, FF by Broto, Broto at Fantasy.com, uh, Broto, uh, Broto Fantasy on Twitter. Broto FFJ. We'll go. see you tomorrow with the Bengals. Yep, yep. Later. See ya.